This is The Guardian. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Twenty twenty two has been the year of disaster dates for me. First up, I want to talk about a type of relationship that we rarely discuss, you guys. I'm talking about situationships. Sam's twenty twenty two dating wrapped. Bring on the trauma. So I'm talking to my personal agony aunt and Sunday Times bestselling author Candice Brathway about dating and relationships. You're listening to Pop Culture with me, Shante Joseph for The Guardian. First, we had Spotify wrapped, and now get ready for dating wrapped. TikTok's latest trend has people spilling the tea on their love lives. Welcome to my 2022 dating wrapped. If there's one thing about me, I love a PowerPoint and apparently a first date because I went on 18 this year. I'm not a mathematician, but what this is telling me is that I went on second dates with men who'd done things like eating their own hair and argued with me about the age of consent. Let's not do that next year, Lauren. And seeing as mine has been messy this year, I thought we should get some advice. Babe, I'm giving grandma, grandma sick in bed right now, literally. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about dating, love, and when you get yourself into a situation that is half a relationship and half not. Yes, a situationship. For people who don't know you because they clearly live in a cave somewhere, how would you explain who you are and what you do? Candy Sprathway is a 34-year-old mum of two who primarily writes books now. I pop up on TV from time to time, mm-hmm. but I think most people would have come across me on a social media platform. One of the hats that you have been wearing this year, particularly for me, has been an, an advice giver, an agony on. You have <laughs> been the person I have turned to in chaotic moments. I'm so grateful to be able to, to speak to you about all of my minor but ridiculous issues that I drag myself into. But you <laughs> you do it so well, especially on TikTok. You are just giving the girls free knowledge. I always start any kind of advice type video with this is not advice. I always remind people that I am the most sinful person known to man. <laughs> I have the messiest CV. Like I'm not mm. out here trying to promote perfectness. I know how different life could have been for me if there was someone who was in their mid-30s being like ha ha bruv I know these credit cards are sweet in you right now (laughs) don't do that tell me bro I know you feel lonely and you think this guy who has shown you 15 red flags (laughs) that you can mold him or change him don't do that I just stayed in really painful situations for far too long Mm. and so now I'm not I'm nowhere near the oldest but now I'm a little bit older I'm like how can I not be telling sharing these things I don't need to gatekeep 
how I got here or how mm. I sustained my life. If I know a hack or an easier way of achieving something, I'm mm. always going to want to share that information. We're going to kind of go go into a bit of that. I'm, I'm going to ask that Candice, the one, the big sister on the internet, to come out because... As you've probably seen on TikTok, there is a trend called dating wrapped where people wrap up. <laughs> Listen, people are drawing from Spotify. <laughs> They're wrapping up their, their dating history. And boy, look at me exposing myself like this. I love it. The first one, you know, I'm going to let you have a, have a guess at this. But the first one is how many first dates, not even dates in general, just first dates did I go on in 2022? Can you can you guess? Hold on. Okay, okay. Let me guess. Just first dates. Just first dates. Five. (laughs) Girl! (laughs) I know, I'm screaming. I went on 11 first dates. Oh my. That's like an average of one a month. Right. Why was I so busy? (laughs) And then a couple more stats, a couple more stats. 100% of the people I dated lived in London. I really need to broaden my my horizons clearly because 11 first dates, no boyfriends. (laughs) Something's not going right. And maybe it's because they're all London men. I want to know how, what percentage of the men that I went on first dates this year turned into situationships? 20%. I've let you down. I've let you down. 40% of the men I went on first dates with ended up being situationships. Girl, your energy. You got a oh your energy. Like I I must have I must have been in my bored dumb bitch era because the way I was entertaining all of these men. And for the rest of the stats in the dating wrapped, half of my situationships met my friends in some capacity. I don't know why I was doing that. Maybe I was under the assumption that things would go somewhere. I was wrong. I was wrong. (laughs) Of all the people I dated, 30% fizzled out. 60% I ended because I always just get my life together at some point. And... 10% 10% of them were ended by the guys. So, you know, not that many. I'd normally like to get in there first, but <laughs> I got beat one or two times. Would I recommend any of these people to a friend? 100% no. And some of my Ooh. lessons learned from this day and experience, you told me this as well. Always trust your gut. Like when you get mm. a bad feeling about something or someone, really believe that. I will just ignore, ignore, ignore until I'm confronted with this issue that I have no choice but to remove myself from I always start the dating conversation with understanding that I I started dating at a very different time so Mm. my husband found me on Twitter I don't know what it's like to date in that in that current economy what a blessing I don't want to be so delusional that if life were to throw me a left hook Mm. that I don't know how to exist in the current world it's not something I frown on I will just say girl it's all about intuition the ick is more than an ick though it's your gut going hmm I don't like the way he said that I don't like the way he's thinking about a certain thing and whilst it feels so small because we haven't met yet it's not something you should look over and I feel like all the tiny icks that my female friends look over at the start become the things that end the relationship. 
They're not new things. We saw these things at the very beginning. Also, I think there needs to be a clear definition, especially with young women um, dating in heterosexual relationships, between what's just a bit of fun? Because that's Mm. allowed too. I think society puts too much pressure on young women to date seeking marriage. It's like, no, sometimes just date to put it about. And understand which men need to be in those columns too. This is the thing, like... There are so many interesting things you, you mentioned in that point. Like the first definitely around like the the it, because it is, mm. it is more than just like, mm, this thing is weird. It's like something inside you is like me and this person are fundamentally not compatible for some reason. Yes. The little things that someone does and you're like, mm, this was really weird. Like I should really take that as a warning sign. Do you think that there are ever icks that you can compromise on? Or do you think there are icks that you can, you can ignore and they don't have to become bigger problems? Or should we always take these things seriously? There are like, the little icks that are just bad behaviours or bad habits that I think we can change. Mm. But then there are the bigger icks, like not being honest or maybe expecting things to happen too soon or not being honest about who they're currently dating or how many people that There are all of those things. And it all boils down to the pick-me industry of dating. Mm. The idea that women who are in heterosexual relationships just need to pretty themselves up and ready themselves up to be wed. Bode was very much, in my mind, a hit and quit. I was like, right, I'm going to see this guy. We're going to do the thing. Mm. And then, come, brother, come. It was in my flat for like a week. I no, was I like, love no, it. Why, am I, why am I feeling things? Because this really wasn't the plan. But that was helpful because it meant that I never found myself trying to like mold myself to be him or be wanted by him. Yeah. So whilst there are some things... Um, we should definitely see as red flags. There are little things we can look over, but I think especially younger women in the dating scene today, this pick me mentality, it's just, it's going to be so costly because what's so funny is if that's the kind of person you're going to be and that helps you attract a man, he's always going to be looking on the conveyor belt of pick me. Right. And I think a huge issue as well is the idea that people are kind of getting into relationships with people that are not really relationships but like situationships and it's Mm. I find like a lot of the discourse around situationships really interesting because there's the sort of thing of like well you got into a relationship with this person that you knew they didn't really want to be in a relationship so like why catch your feelings for but what I think a lot of people fail to consider is how like particularly like women who date men like men can be incredibly persuasive I think a lot of people leave these situations feeling dumb because they're like oh I can't believe I fell for this person and Mm. but at the end of the day like I've dated guys who are like oh, I'm not ready for something serious yet. But then they'll be like, oh, you know, I was telling my family about you. And like Ugh. the situationship arises from those conflicting messages. Because I just don't think anyone is hooking up with someone and the person's like, I don't want to be in a relationship. And they're like, okay, I'm going to intentionally catch feelings. A lot of these men yeah. want partnership. They want romance. They want connection. Mm-hmm. But they don't have the emotional faculty to deal with it when it comes to, you know, being a responsible partner and showing up for someone. But then all the blame gets put on women. It's never as black and white as that. And I and I think like, yeah. I want to know your thoughts on situationships, but I also want to know your thoughts on how, as women, we could be kind of better at leaving those situations. Oh, situationships. I've been in a few of those in my time. 
And I would say, interestingly, my situationships were at a time in my life where I didn't think I would be capable of building the life for myself that I have now. I think so many situationships are able to go on for so long because outside of the human connection thing, there are a lot of women who are still being bamboozled into that idea that there's going to be this Prince Charming that builds this house and plants this picket fence and does this thing. And it's like, no, you we really need to work on those capabilities in ourselves because I've seen some women that have been in situationships so long that man has come and run them out their own house like Mm. this is the madness I've seen like these are the games they play and unfortunately as one of my best friends said the game is the game it's just we have to get hip to it and the thing is any red flag in my situationship I knew it existed I just didn't want to see it I was like, oh, but that may change, but that may change. It will never change. And I think that's what you all, and I want you to just be real with yourself. Like if you are willingly stepping into a situation where you know you're going to get played like a fiddle Mm. and you can see that and you accept it, you're a grown woman. Mm. Do what you want to do. But please don't be fooling yourself into believing that this person's mentality is going to change just because it's you. As soon as a man I've noticed in those situationships sees your attention, tension fizzling or you're not responding to his calls anymore then comes the trips and the gifts and the oh my god the little the slight oh I was telling my mum all about you he's just giving you a little a little bird feed to keep mm. you going you know he knows you're starving here's a little <laughs> snack to tide you over I'm never gonna get you the free course meal here's a little snack like and and one of my biggest situationships oh my gosh you know I, you know I love to tell a story <laughs> listen <laughs> I was on my phone one night and I don't even know how I ended up seeing this post of this person's, but they'd gotten married. And it's so crazy. Before I even started to research the girl and I was on the phone to my friend at the time, I think, or something, I was like, and I'm telling you, that girl's father is dead. And my friend was like, how could you even say something like that? I was like, you see this brother? He only dates women who, whose dads are dead. This man is preying on it's them. It's literally part of his relationship CV. It didn't take me three Instagram posts where the girl was putting up remembrance photos of her dad. And my heart crumbled because I was like, I don't know you from Adam, mm. but I already know how this story ends. Mm. Because this brother has this repetitive energy with any woman where he thinks he can be a standing father figure and so that's another thing because you know what we're good at I know if I see a handbag that someone ain't tagged I know I can find the handbag I send the fashion girlies out I'm like listen assemble and the same way we can put that energy into finding out about the guy you're dating his ex or whatever you need to put that energy into his dating CV Mm -hmm. You need to put that energy into his repetitive actions because I'm telling you, sweetheart, the likelihood of you being the unicorn is slim to none. They end up rolling around in their late 50s and they're just like, right, the next one that comes along, let me lock it down so that I know I have a carer. Because that's also a thing. We see a lot of that. We see a lot of men playing games until they're, you know, their late 40s, early 50s. And then they just have a panic attack that they're going to die alone in their bathroom. And you have to value yourself more than that as a woman, especially when you have the things like youth and being able to be flexible with your living situation and your money because men prey on those things as well. Yeah, I was even saying the other day, every time I like a man is like, oh, you live by yourself. Uh, All of a sudden, they get mad excited. I'm like, oh. Because next thing, you've got six suitcases outside (laughs) your door. In this economy? you already know. In this economy? (laughs) 
You already know what happened. In this economy, no, they they will tell lies to shack up because London rent ain't no joke. So I'm just... (laughs) Guys, we need to have a talk. It's not you, it's me. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll hear more from the goddess Candice Brathwaite. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com ACAST. I've had a few incidences, I say a few, more than a few incidences, particularly on like dating apps or when I meet people out and then Mm. we like exchange social media and stuff like that. I was talking to a guy on Hinge and then he was like, oh, you know, should we chat on Instagram? So I was like, okay, cool. We, we exchange Instagrams. He messages me being like, whoa, 43,000 followers. That's a red flag to me. And then there was another guy same thing, talking on Hinge, should we just should we chat on Instagram? Yeah, chat on Instagram. Then he messaged me on Instagram being like, yo, I, like this was this was weeks after we exchanged Instagram, so I forgot this guy even existed. And then he messaged me, me being like, yo, you know when like we exchanged Instagrams and I added you on Instagram and I saw what you were doing and I was like, I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy. I was like, why do you put that on me? Because what, what am I supposed to do with that? Become less of a, like a lesser version of myself to... I see so many powerful educated, well-to-do. And I've got to keep referencing it because the data shows that dating is different for black women. So I'm I'm specifically going to reference black women. It's just a reality. Doing all of that and then their craving for human connection is so deep that they just end up with a guy who completely ruins their life. I've seen that too many times to count. Mm. And also another thing, and this has been coming up on my TikTok algorithm a lot, there was this guy interviewing black guys and the, one of the black guys said, and black women's problem is they don't date up, they date down. Well, Again, like my initial thing was just to jump through the screen and put the guy in a headlock. Right. But, but I was like, actually, that feeling comes from truth. We are encouraged to date down. And so now I'm just like, also, I've had the privilege of being with a really secure stand-up guy for 10 years. God help the guy that thinks he can follow in his footsteps. Lord be with you. Who do you think encourages them? So many people that I've dated and like, it it will literally be like, I meet someone, I show my friends. They're like, "Mm, yeah, it's okay. Four weeks later, I'm sliding down the wall crying because it's over. (laughs) One week later, I message my friends. I met you guys. This is how I dated 11 people in one year because you spend one week sliding down the wall crying and then you meet someone the next week. But it's like really and truly, I don't think I've dated a single person this year that I feel like is giving on my level like that. So the fact that I'm sliding down the wall crying over people that are not good enough to me. Like, the men are always punching all the time. Where does this feeling come from? Who is, like, putting this on me? Why am I so willing to kind of accept it? Unfortunately, it's this, it's that it's that age-old thing of you're not a completely sex, uh, successful woman unless you've locked down a relationship. Mm. It's a fact. I have seen... Women could be, like, VC investors or be running a, a half a billion pound startup or doing whatever, and the conversation always comes back to if she can quote unquote hold down the man have you 
lost your mind. And so what I'm trying to do in my household already is have conversations with my nine-year-old and my 15-year-old stepdaughter on how holding down a man shouldn't even be on your to-do list. Mm. We ain't holding down nothing but dreams and aspirations. Like we're not holding down men. We're not seeing that as a point of value. The reality is I think we're still too early in the days of the brilliant Gen Z taking over and ruling the world. But once they do and the oldies die out, no offense, I think we're going to have a real shift in energy. Maintaining a long lasting relationship should no longer be of value to be seen as a complete woman. And it's that that I think is underpinning so many unsuccessful dating and situationships for young women, because Mm. it doesn't matter how many Insta followers they have, um, the promotions they're getting at work. If they're holding down a new startup, the question always remains when you go back to uncle and auntie. So when are you getting married? Listen, this is why I'm not looking forward to Christmas, you know, because the thing is, I'm, I'm quite lucky in that my parents are absolutely not on my case about relationships at all. As long as I'm not like pregnant or in jail, they're like, <laughs> your life is your life, girl. And that's why I love them so much. But I definitely think when it comes to wider family, when it comes to the big Christmas dinner, it's going to be like, Shantae, where's your boyfriend? I'm like, is you know, are my new Prada loafers and my new Caperni <laughs> bag and my Ghani jacket and my cape dress not enough? I'm looking, I'm styling. But why you got to ask me about man? Huh? Like that's all. That's all. Unfortunately, some older generations know, especially when we're talking about black women or women from um, POC communities. It's still very much what their value was tied to. To the point that I remember coming up around aunties. You know, the you you go and say I've got a, little, a problem with my little boyfriend, and the first thing would be, "Are oh, is he beating you?" No. Okay, so then it's not a problem. They didn't want to hear anything else after that because as far as they were concerned, they came from a time where you held down a man just to say you have a man. Mm. It could be the worst man on earth. It is important that you're able to show up at church or your little dominoes meet or whatever you're doing and say that you have a man, even though the whole streets know he's running game on you or he's having babies on you and now you've got to pick up his child support. You have a man. Because in their world, that brought them value. Like, I I think it was the 1970s. Women weren't even allowed to have their own bank account. I still see how these things seeping to the dating world. It's like we're we're still in a very early time of understanding our value outside of being in a relationship or being tied to a significant other. These are very new thoughts. So I'm not expecting us to get it overnight. But I will say that unfortunately for young women right now, It's coming with a side of pain and discomfort that I wouldn't wish on people because I'm like, there is no way that we can keep dating so traumatically and then not just arrive at our, you know, our long-term relationships or our marriages, not effed up a bit. There are so many parts of my relationship where Bode is like, ah, that's not a me issue. That's boyfriend number 15. Right. Coming into my house and causing a problem and I really do just have to sit on the sofa and humble myself because he's not lying he's like but I don't treat you that way I don't say these things why is this a bone of contention in your current marriage this and I'm is like so interesting well when I was 15 Craig said I was ugly or this guy cheated on me when I was 22 
these things, these notches on our bedpost and on our belt are also notches on our mental health when things don't go well. And then we could potentially arrive at a place where we do get that person that offers us genuine connection and we don't even know how to accept it. I'm seeing that show up in a lot of my relationships as well, whether it's like me withholding because I'm afraid or whether it's Mm -hmm. me expressing doubt or fears. I think what's so nice in your situation is that like, instead of like, Bode getting angry at you or abandoning you, he can he can see that and he's like, okay, cool. I know what this is. This isn't me. So this is something you need to sort out, but I'm going to be here with you and for you. And like your whole dynamic and your whole partnership is just amazing. Like the way you kind of deal with like conflict or disagreement, like for some reason, I think because I've like dated so much and like dating, it feels so frivolous and so flippant. Every conflict just ends up ending the relationship because in in some senses, particularly with men, there is no desire to compromise. There's no desire to work things Ooh. out because they'll go on an app and they'll find someone else who's incredible and waste four weeks of their life too. But like, I just want to know, like, where where do you think men learn these bad behaviors in relationships and dating? Because obviously you're raising a son and so <laughs> you are going to be, you know, you're Shantay, not, you're don't start me off today. Don't start me off today. <laughs> How do you avoid that? But also, are you under are you getting a better understanding where they get it from? Absolutely. I'm not the mum. You know those mums that will see Bethany on Monday and Sarah on Tuesday? <laughs> I will brawl out my son's business at the dinner table. <laughs> I'll be like, hi, Bethany. You really don't look like Sarah, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. And I'll pull up my phone. This is Sarah. And she was just in here yesterday. I don't know what madness my son is on, but I'm the biggest... You see, when it comes to my son, yeah, I'm going to be the biggest snitch going. <laughs> I do not care. And I think there is... No, I, I feel this in my very bones. It's something I'm very passionate about. I think there is such a responsibility on both mothers and fathers to start snitching on their sons. No, for real. Because you see so much wayward behaviour. You see so much effery and you turn a blind eye. And I sit here and I think, but that could be my daughter. I at one point was the daughter. And so many of you are upholding behaviours from a really young age. Like you see them flirting with different, different girls or mention. Listen, between the ages of 15 to 20, I just want to hear one girl's name Mm -hmm. because you're not going to run my head mad. Do you understand (laughs) what I'm saying? More to the point, I, I, if, even if you have multiple children with multiple women, I want to know who everyone is because you're not going to have me out here looking a fool. So mm-hmm. I think so much of it comes down to parenting and not just overlooking or throwing the old, oh, boys will be boys. No, Absolutely it's time not. for girls to be girls. I'm sorry. And in order for our girls to have a bit more freedom and more leeway and more time to understand their bodies, their sexuality, their autonomy, what they want, we have to clip some of the boys' wings. Mm. Sit down sit down I'm very much sit down to the boys right now because I'm like you guys have been running game for years and I've seen so many older women who have had to like stare in the face of like their child's grandmother who knew their son was having multiple kids on them Mm. this is this is a problem in our households and in our communities and I think it's on us to start raising those flags because as far as I'm concerned bad breed boys that try and mash up girls lives they don't just fall out the sky no they don't just fall out the sky. There are certain behaviors you see in your preteen, in your teenage son, in your in your in the early twenties of your son that that you have not clipped, and yet you're sending him out into the world. Also, we have to, and this is something that um, I've learned through works of my husband and other men. The enmeshment that sometimes develops, usually, I'm not saying across the board because I don't want people to cancel me, but the enmeshment that usually develops between um, single mothers and their sons, and their sons. Mm-hmm. or or 
or women who are in married who are in marriages but they're actually single those ones too they develop an enmeshment with their sons where in their mind they're their son's missus that's a problem you see online all the time it's scary as hell it's so scary because then any woman that your man then brings home is never going to be competition for you because that's your competition that's a problem too also to bring it home because the men ain't getting off scotch-free in this conversation either i will say as someone who had a very loving relationship with their dad but i only saw him every other weekend that's a problem those gaps in always having a man around to tell me you're beautiful you're worthy this is how a man should be treating you this is what men should be doing that ended up being a problem in my life because then I was seeking older men who I thought were capable of teaching me that dads need to be on job more especially for their girls and mums need to be on their sons more and those are things that I feel strongly about that was brilliant (laughs) You, I agree. Like you see it, the way women coddle their sons, like to the oh. point where it's like they can do no wrong. So when they actually do wrong, it's like this is unbelievable, and it must be the woman because she's the issue. It's tiring, and also I'm not. I'm really not trying to mother anyone. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm trying to live alone as a single woman and manage my own life and pick up my dry cleaning on time and make mm-hmm. sure I get my stuff from the concierge. It's too much stress to then go and be taking <laughs> the care of your underdeveloped son. I'm not doing that. So what's going to happen when kids enter the chat? I remember seeing this TikTok video where a man brought his crying newborn into the shower. His wife was having a shower and this man opened up the door and pulled back the shower curtain and handed the two week old baby to his wife in the shower and was like, you might need to deal with that. Do you know why I love the algorithm so much? Because I think I found her a year later and she divorced him. Oh, thank you, And she was like, she was like, I'm not going to lie, guys. It was the hundreds and thousands of comments that made me realize that this was a no-go situation. Like in the depth of postpartum depression, this grown man is bringing you his child in the shower. But guess what, sweetie? You probably saw a text that gave you insight to some of that behavior when you first started dating. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. Again, these behaviours don't fall out the sky. They don't. And I guess to sum up this whole conversation, I mean, I, I'm saying this is advice for everyone, but I'm, I'm, I'm needing it for me. <laughs> what is your advice to people, me, trying to find love in 2023? Girl, don't look for it so hard. Keep on doing you, keep on going out, keep on enjoying your own company and also keep on dating. Just like, just relax on it a bit. Know that you're deserving of it and know that a guy that isn't punching is waiting to take your breath away. But you have to just let your guard down and not be on some Where's Wally vibe. (laughs) Because what's so, no, because you know when you used to look at Where's Wally as a kid, everyone looked like Wally Mm -hmm. because you were really in that book like, Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. Let's really trust our gut and our intuition. The time spent looking for love and then we don't find it. It's also a disrespect to the time now that is self-investment. Right. You're disrespecting yourself if you're just going to be like, well, I haven't found love this year. What a waste of time. Mm. No, 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 no. It was time well spent because you were still investing in yourself, trying new things, eating at new places, going to see new theatre shows. It's not going to be a waste. And on God, speaking from experience, when you least expect it. (laughs) I need to not be expecting it tomorrow, please. I'm I'm not expecting it tomorrow. I'm not expecting it. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but I, I hear you and I'm taking, I'm taking heed. It's, it's been an interesting year for dating. I've slid down the wall crying more times than I can count. I'm ready to stand up. Listen, I'll not be sliding down any walls next year, please. The wall won't even see me. <laughs> I can't. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. And if you did, then please subscribe and leave me a review. This week's episode was produced by Hattie Moya, sound design by Mal Seto, original music by Axel Kakutier, and the executive producer is Maz Eptard. See you next Thursday. Happy Christmas and tell all those meddling aunties to stay out of your relationships. Period. This is The Guardian. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And... Don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.